0: Welcome to our News of the Times History News Short. This is a bite-sized historical news extract from our fuller News of the Times podcast. From the Staffordshire Advertiser, August 1831. Trial and the execution of a boy for murder. Kent sizes. The judge took his seat on Friday morning at half past eight to try John Amy Bell, age 14 for the murder of Richard F. Taylor, aged 13, in a wood in the parish of Chatham. Few cases, perhaps, have ever excited in a court of justice more intense interest than the trial of this wretched boy. If we may judge from the excessively crowded state of the court by all classes, of the fair sex there was a vast assemblage, all well-dressed and some fashionably. For hours before the opening of the doors of the court, every passage was thronged with persons pressing for admission. And several times under the progress of the trial, the judge had occasion to reprove the inattention of the sheriff. Several witnesses proved seeing the boys together on the day in question and identified the b- body G. Farrell, clerk to the magistrate at Rochester, read the statement made by the prisoner, which he, witness, reduced to writing. There was neither threat nor promise held out to him. The witness then read the paper as follows. John Bell, the prisoner, said to his brother, James, on seeing the deceased, ''There goes young Taylor, James, let us kill him and take his money.'' "'and let us lay him under these stones "'that we can't count over.' "'He then addressed the magistrate and said, "'It was I, sir, that did the murder, "'and while I was doing it, "'my brother Jem watched at my back.' "'He did it, he said, at one cut, "'that the deceased was not long dying. "'The little boy lost his way in the woods "'and laid down to cry, "'and while the boy was lying down, "'he cut his throat. "'He took the money from the boy's glove "'and gave part to his brother. "'His brother gave him the, his knife "'to cut the boy's throat. "'The boy squeaked when his throat was cut "'as a rabbit squeak. "'He only squeaked once. "'He gave him two cuts. "'He took the boy into the woods to murder him. "'He had on the frock his brother Jem "'then wore, and the blood went on it, "'and was on it still. "'Charles Patterson examined, "'I am a constable, "'and had the prisoner in my custody, "'and was taking him from Rochester to Maidstone Jail, "'and in passing a pond, "'the prisoner observed that "'this is the pond where I washed my hands "'and the knife after I did the crime, "'and he remarked on seeing a path "'that led to the road. "'That is the road that leads to the road "'to the spot where I killed the poor boy.' Don't you think, sir? He's better off than I am. The prisoner also showed me a place where he came out of the wood with the bloody knife in his hand. He said, and also a place where he and the deceased went into the wood that before they had been together in a turnip field and pulled a turnip which the deceased paired with his knife and then he took the deceased into the wood under the pretense of showing him a short way home but after they had got some distance he told the deceased he had lost his way, and the deceased, on hearing that, sat down and began to cry, and on that he jumped on the deceased and in an instant cut his throat, that he took the money then partly from the deceased's hand and partly from the purse. He had great difficulty in getting the money from the hand. It was closed so fast and that, after getting the money, he rushed out of the wood, greatly alarmed. On taking him to jail, the prisoner said he need not to be ironed. He knew he should be hung, and would not attempt to escape. Mr. Justice Gazalee, addressing the jury at great length, going through the whole of the evidence, and commenting on it as he went on, the case, he said, was one of a nature that the whole of his professional experience had not furnished him with another instance of, and it was one which would require the serious attention and consideration of the jury. The jury, after a few minutes' consultation in the box, returned a verdict of guilty, but recommended the prisoner to mercy on account of his extreme youth and the profligate and unnatural manner in which he had been brought up. While the foreman of the jury was delivering the verdict, he could not observe that the boy flinched in the least, though he stood more forward, leaning with both hands on the bar before him. The judge proceeded to pass judgment of death on the prisoner, which his lordship did in an address that occupied more than half an hour. The prisoner was ordered for execution on Monday, and never moved even at this moment until the dissection of his body was mentioned, and then he dropped a solitary tear. You have been listening to News of the Times, and I am Robin Coles.